excited today to talk to you about unconscious leadership, those ways that we lead sometimes unconsciously and some of the unintended consequences that can come from from those. Uh, We are so excited to be with you. We've got Mike here with us. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning, Latoya. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. I've got a great cup of coffee. I'm sure you do as well. So let's get started. You know, Mike, um, sometimes when you've been leading for a while, it's very easy to get stuck in a routine and, and sort of just, you know, habitually lead, so to speak. So sometimes when you do that and you don't raise your level of awareness or consciousness, you don't always see how your style can affect the morale and the behavior of those who you lead. So tell me how you think that can be. How does the leader style affect the morale and behavior of the ones who, who's the, the people who he might be serving? That's such an interesting question and something that we talked about before. And when you're a principal, you don't always realize the, the impact that your behavior has on the building that you serve. Um, you know, sometimes you think you do something that is, you know, maybe meaningless or trivial and, and, and it's not to those that you are um, getting the privilege to lead. So I think it's really important to think about almost everything you do and how it may be perceived and just be, be thoughtful of that because your really your actions have a outsized influence and then it really should. But, but every little tiny thing you do um, makes a big difference in the lives of others when you are a leader. Oh, you're so right, Mike. It, it makes me think back to a time when I was an assistant principal and a teacher who later became a dear friend of mine said to me, you know, she said, we call you the ice princess. And I said, really? Me? Why? She said, well, every time a teacher comes to talk to you, you fold your arms in front of you. And it was really, for me, just a habit. It was not... um a piece of body language that was based on the fact that someone was coming to talk to me and I didn't want to talk to them. But she made me more conscious of how my body language could be impacting uh, those that that I was working with. So I worked very hard, and I still do to this day. I often remind myself, don't fold your arms, don't fold your arms. And so some of it is things like that. And then You know, one of the things you said that I just kind of want to build on a little bit, you talked about how sometimes when things happen, leaders think, well, that's no big deal. But the people who you are working with think that's a huge deal. I used to tell folks that I'd mentor in leadership about the magnifying glass and how when you're a leader, everything you do, your body language, how you respond, the tone of your voice, the inflection you use is under a magnifying glass. And so, certainly, it, oh, go ahead, Mike. And certainly, I was just going to say to that, you know, so it's important to, to think about that and, and realize that. And it goes back to building those relationships. So if you are a leader and you take the time to really cultivate a strong relationship with the people that you lead, I think it makes all those easier. You know, for example, another good story, my first principal, when I was an assistant principal, said, I never wear a watch anymore. This was back when, you know, everyone didn't have a clock on their phone. He didn't wear a watch because when you have a watch on, your tendency is to look at the time. And if you're talking to a teacher who has something very important in their mind to tell you and you keep looking at your watch, well, they're thinking, well, you don't really care. You're just trying to get out of here. You keep looking at your watch. So little things like that, but when you build those positive relationships and people see you as a leader, someone they can count on, someone they can trust in, I think it makes all those a little bit easier uh, when you have that that pre-set relationship. And 
you know, sometimes you see leaders leading from fear, uh, not taking the time to talk to people and listen to them and hear them out. And that, it just intensifies these situations we're talking about where if you, if you make a mistake and it's a little thing you're not even thinking of, it's a lot easier for a teacher to understand or forgive you, so to speak, when they realize that you really have their back and you're not out there to get them. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think what's important here is not to dismiss a teacher's concern, even if your intention was not to uh, offend or, 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 or hurt their feelings or make them feel like you weren't listening. I heard someone say once, we judge ourselves by our actions. And I think this is a quote from a particular book. I want to say Stephen Covey, but I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me. But we judge others by, we judge ourselves by our actions. We judge others by their actions and we judge ourselves by our intentions. So you have to be careful to really take a look at how the people, um, see what you're saying. You know, Mike, one of the things I think social media has done is help folks really clarify around what do they think about leadership and what are good qualities of leader. But sometimes the struggle is matching what you're putting out there on social media to practice. So what is what would you recommend for those leaders who are learning about a lot about leadership, perhaps participating in chats, but never taking the time to see if what they're sharing out there is reflected in the way that they lead? Well, well, first, you know, we obviously both love social media. We've been on it for a long time. We've learned so much. But it's important not to take everything you see on social media as truth because it's not. You have to be a lifelong learner, and that means maybe verifying some of the things you see. If someone puts something out about leadership or about anything, really, just like we teach our students, you have to be good consumers of information. So don't believe every single thing you see. And also you have to remember to put things in context. Uh, so that's just kind of the start of my answer is, is one, being careful what you believe out there. Just like we tell everyone, you know, not everything you see on the internet is true. Same thing with leadership. Lots of people put lots of things out there, some of it good, some of it that, you know, you might totally disagree with. So kind of do your research. Yeah. And then the second part the second part of your question, this goes back to our conversation, maybe our last episode or two episodes ago about branding. If you put things out there and there's no substance behind it, that's gonna get that's gonna get leaked out pretty soon. So when you're building your brand or your school brand, be careful and make sure you are able to back up what it is you are saying because what the biggest pitfall in my mind as, you know, a principal, we were both principals spent a lot of time doing that. If you're putting stuff out there and the teachers in your building or the parents or the kids in your building know it's not true, that's just diminishing you because they know you're not being truthful. So you got to really be careful. Of that. That's on a small scale, you know, your personal community. But you got to be careful because that could be dangerous to your overall leadership. Oh, certainly, certainly. And it does impact your, your ability to be transparent about what's happening um, with your school, district, organization, whatever you might be in as the leader. Um, you know, Mike, uh, one of the things that you said um, about being careful, checking into it, I think it's important for leaders to check themselves. So if you are putting things out in your tweets, go back and look at those. To make a reflection. Purposeful reflection is one of the most powerful tools for improving your leadership. Reflect back on those things and say, am I actually practicing this? Is this incidental or is, is this pervasive? Is this permeated throughout my leadership? Um, and if I'm not, be opened enough to say, I like, I want to be able to lead like this, but I'm not doing it quite consistently yet. So what are some ways I can consistently, you know, 
lead like this and plan on purpose, plan on purpose. I can't say that enough. You know, Mike, our last question, our last question goes to, you know, when we think about unconscious leadership and just leading, getting in the routine and the habits. And, you know, I think in one of our early episodes, you talked about uh, adrenaline bias and how we can just, uh, just go, 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 go and not be conscious. How do you balance as a leader, the need to be productive and get results with, looking at whether or not you're going too fast or going too slow. Oh, that, that is such a tough one. And I know when I first became principal and whenever you, if you move schools and go into a new school, uh, which we both did together, you know, we had that experience at our, our last school. It's such a struggle between going too fast and going too slow. And I think you have to think about the context of where that school currently is. Uh, if it's something where you're having to go in and kind of completely shake things up or if the school or organization has had great results and you just want to continue and improve those results. Um, but I remember when I first became principal 10 years ago, uh, I had that, that same dilemma. And I remember calling upon other veteran principals to see what they did and to gather their thoughts because that's, that's a hard one. I think even for experienced leaders, it's really difficult to judge going too fast or going too slow, you got to kind of hit the sweet spot. And I don't know that there's a formula or a specific answer, but one thing that worked for, worked well for me was reaching out to other principals um, and, and getting their thoughts. So maybe a principal who has gone through a similar situation or a principal who is in that district, maybe at a, a different school. Uh, you remember uh, Al Leonard at South Point, Latoya, that's the person I called on a lot. He had been doing it for a while, had a variety of experiences within our district, and I needed help. I didn't, I didn't know if I was going too fast or too slow, so I just called and talked to people, collaborating, something we talked about all the time. So in this context, I think collaboration is the answer, and uh, I don't know that there's a set formula, but talking to others, getting feedback, and helping that set your, uh, you know, your your plan moving forward. Yes, I like to tell people, you know, it is a gentle balance of going too fast versus going too slow so that you can be productive and get results and still maintain high expectations with good relationships. It's sort of like walking on a tightrope. You know, if you uh, lean a little bit too much to the left, then you're going to fall over. If you lean a little bit too forward, you're going to fall forward. If you lean a little bit too much back, you know, so it's really a tightrope type relationship. And it's really about having that balance in your leadership, understanding that if you go too fast, you're going to lose your folks. And if you go too slow in action, it just is, is not, is not, does not work. You have to act. So I think it's about balance. And, and like you said, I think it's about relying on those who've come before you, their leadership, their wisdom, and asking them for their thoughts and ideas, and then reflecting on your particular situation and contextualizing what they've shared with you to make the best decision for your organization. Um, so Certainly, certainly. I agree with all that. And Latoya, I want to point out, uh, we were planning on saying this towards the end of the podcast, it's National Principals Month. And Woo-hoo! I just want to give a shout out to all the principals the hard work you do, um, it, it's so hard to describe. If someone has not been a principal, it's almost impossible to know what principals do. So happy Principals Month. That's awesome, guys. 
That is awesome. And I, I'm with you, Mike. Uh, I always tell people the principalship was the hardest job I ever loved. So you uh, all are in my thoughts and I'm rooting for you every single day. Um, I think you have one of the most important noble causes in the world and we've got to do a better job of elevating our profession. And that includes teachers and that includes principals because our work matters. We know that we're certain of that. Well, folks, it's been great. We hope you'll continue listening to Leadership with LaToya. Until next time, be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow.